0: check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Our growth has been awesome over the last week with the NFL draft coming and now going. So continue to tell all your friends and family that are big Panther fans and Fans of what I do here about the podcast, they can check it out on YouTube. Now, if they don't watch the show on YouTube, that's okay. You can check it out on all your favorite podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, Spotify. You can find Locked On Panthers wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or if you are a YouTube watcher, Put a question in any of the comments on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show from that week. Just title it Friday Mailbag, and I'll get to those questions coming up on Friday. All right, Refresh was dragging big time on Sunday when I recorded the Monday episode, but I feel a lot better now. I have some thoughts. I already had thoughts, but now my head is clear. I've gotten a little, well, I, I feel better. I've gotten hydrated, and I'm ready to go. So, obviously, there's a lot of excitement here in Carolina and Across the world, wherever you are, if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, which is why you're watching the show, listening to the podcast, there's a lot of excitement about the Carolina Panthers adding Matt Corral, the third-round quarterback out of Ole Miss, University of Mississippi, down there in Oxford, which is an awesome town. If you ever go, make sure you hit up City Grocery. Love Oxford. Got to get back there one day to actually check out the Grove. was there randomly in the summer, but you guys don't really care about that. Either way, everyone's excited about Matt Corral, which, yeah, be pumped. The Panthers finally drafted a quarterback who – I think they actually have intentions about developing and turning into their future at the position. Now, what should the realistic expectations, though, be for Matt Corral? Because I did talk about this a little bit on Sunday and Monday about, okay, typically when you see teams take quarterbacks and they expect them to be the franchise, it comes in the first round. The Carolina Panthers could have taken Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter. Bailey Zappi, all six of those quarterbacks that got drafted, they could have taken any of them at sixth overall. Now the value, as we talked about leading up to the draft for weeks and months, was not there. It really would not make a ton of sense for the Carolina Panthers to take one of those guys, especially considering how the draft board fell with having every single offensive player available to them, including the top three tackles and Iki Evan Neal, and Charles Cross. And as we know, the Carolina Panthers took Ike Ikuanu, the Charlotte native Providence Day alum, and NC State Wolfpack alum, sixth overall, fulfilling the massive need and hole they had there at left tackle. Whether he will be the day one starter there, we don't know, but that's the hope, as James Campen is now the offensive line coach here in Carolina. So there's excitement with that. And now... With Matt Corral here in Carolina, they filled both of the biggest needs heading into the draft this past weekend, which, hey, I don't really believe in draft grades because we need to see what they, how they play and perform, but I guess give them an A-plus for at least trying to fill those holes in finding Icky and Iquanu and in taking Guy and Matt Corral there in the third round. But traditionally, quarterbacks taking the third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, and I did mention Tom Brady as being the greatest of all time. who was drafted in the sixth round. Turned out just fine. But typically. How things have gone, the quarterback's not drafted in the first round, the likelihood of him actually being a franchise quarterback is not very high. From 2012 to 2021, there have been 13 quarterbacks that were taken in the third round. Two of them. It's coming from Albert Breer, a Monday morning, morning, morning quarterback on uh, Sports Illustrated. Two of them, Russell Wilson and Nick Foles, developed into, star- into starters. As we know, Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl in Seattle, where Scott Fitter was a... Big part of them taking Russell Wilson after his one season at Wisconsin, take him to the Rose Bowl where he played at NC State prior to that for the first three seasons. And in the whole Tom O'Brien story, however you want to believe, things just didn't work out there at NC State in the end. They take Mike Glennon. He goes to Wisconsin. That helps propel him to play at Seattle where he has had a great career and he's now in Denver. Nick Foles set an NFL record for seven touchdowns in a single game. He's best known for relieving Carson Wentz after he went down with that ACL injury with the number one overall seed in the NFC that year, the Philadelphia Eagles, and outdueling Tom Brady and earning Super Bowl MVP honors. Since then, Bowles went to Jacksonville, got injured. Gardner Minshew started. He went to Chicago, took over for a little bit. That didn't work out. They draft Justin Fields. He ends up being QB3 last year, and the Bears just recently released him meaning that Nick Foles is a free agent and maybe a possibility that the Carolina Panthers wants to go out there and add another veteran quarterback, which I don't know what they want to do. But history right there has shown that over the last decade, typically these guys drafted the third round are unlikely to be franchise quarterbacks. Now what they do, well, they're going to win a Super Bowl for you <laughs> with Russell Wilson and Nick Foles and Davis Mills is getting the opportunity down in Houston right now. We'll see how it plays out at the Texans, which I don't expect to be a very good football team if they struggle and Mills doesn't show enough in year two, they're going to be in prime position to take a quarterback in the first round next year in what's perceived to be a stronger quarterback class with Bryce Young out of Alabama and C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. All this is to say that Matt absolutely can be the future here in Carolina. I'm not saying he's not going to be. I'm just looking at typically when teams tend to take quarterbacks in the expectation that surrounds a first-round quarterback to a third-round quarterback. And Matt Rule said as much this past weekend, it takes the pressure off of the Panthers and off of Matt uh, Matt Corral to have him play immediately. Had he been the sixth overall pick, you want to see him day one. Now there's plenty of y'all out there who want to see him anyway. You're like, I'm tired of Sam Darnold. I don't really need to see P.J. Walker. Y'all want to see Matt Corral play right away. That's some of you. That's not all of you. Although the Panthers have said, we need to be patient. And patience was... The word of the day, last week when David Tepper, the Panthers owner, spoke to the media here in Charlotte after being MIA since December of 2020, speaking to the media about being patient, building the right way, the same things that we heard from uh, Scott Bitter, the general manager, the day before, a week ago on Tuesday, about being patient and how they want to go about things and that they don't want to give up any future draft picks, which is interesting how he talks about that and being patient. The Panthers were patient. They were patient and waiting When they could have gotten into the second round and given up a first round or second round pick from next year's draft in 2023, they were patient in not doing that when Malik Willis was still sitting there and Desmond Ritter was still sitting there and Matt Corral and Sam Howell, of course, were all sitting right there. They decided, okay, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's then strike when it's the right time. Let's continue to talk to Cleveland, see if we can work out a deal to where they pay a certain amount of Baker Mayfield's $18.85 million contract. That doesn't work out. Okay, fine. We waited. We gave him as much time. We used all the levers that we had. Forget it. Let's go get our own guy, and Edette and Matt Corral. Now, by doing that, they now don't have a third-round pick next year or a sixth-round pick. Both of those belong to New England. And Scott Fitter has said in defense of that decision that, well, they're easy to recoup. And you can do that via, a lot of times, compensatory picks. Now, looking at overthecap.com right now, the Carolina Panthers are not expected to get a comp pick next year. Hassan Reddick going to Philadelphia was going to be a fourth rounder, but that's been canceled out. Stephon Gilmore going to the Colts will be a fifth rounder. That's been canceled out. And Daquan Jones going to the Buffalo Bills as a sixth rounder. That's also been canceled out by the collection of Damien Wilson, Austin Corbett, Xavier Woods, all signing here in Carolina. I don't know the comp- the, comp- the compensatory pick formula and how that all works out. I just know what's projected that the Carolina Panthers are not going to recoup that third-round pick that way. Maybe a future trade might get it back, and it's easier to do that than getting a first or second-rounder, as Scott Fitterer mentions. But you do wonder, did they have to go out there and do that? Because they showed patience throughout the process of even the dalliance of the sweepstakes trying to get Deshaun Watson that played out over a year, and they failed to get him, and they failed to trade for any other quarterbacks, that they were, in a way, patient in finally adding a quarterback, something that they wanted to do all along, and we knew – after the exit interviews there back in the middle of January following this season ending loss against Tampa Bay in week 18, we knew they wanted to add a quarterback and they waited till basically the last possible moment to get a quarterback and that being Matt Corral. So the patience that they showed in trading up for Matt Corral, not giving up too much is the same patience that they need to show when bringing him in here and developing him. Matt Corral is not at the play day one. He's not to play week five. He doesn't have to play week nine. For me, he doesn't have to play at all next season here in Carolina. And I understand that you want to win. You want to go to the playoffs. I still feel like with the way that they've developed this defense and how it's grown and having the foundational younger players on that roster, what they've done in the offensive line, if McCaffrey's healthy, that this team can be an eight-win football team, which I thought they would be last year when I didn't believe in Sam Darnold or the offensive line. So at the very least, they should be improved. Matt Corral, what kind of role is he going to play? I don't know. What kind of role does he really need to play? Give him time. At Ole Miss, he played in an RPO-heavy scheme. That's extremely quarterback-friendly, and Lane Kiffin does a great job of quarterbacks. Excellent job. But that also, in that offense, he wasn't asked to do a ton of processing at the line of scrimmage or after the snap. So it's pretty much one read, throw the ball. Same kind of deal that you saw down in Chapel Hill with Sam Howell, a pretty remedial scheme that also can lead to a lot of big numbers. And Matt Corral executed. So you give him a ton of uh, credit for doing that. And it's not like he can't catch on. Here with Ben McAdoo, learning that offense, but allowing him to have time to grow and develop a pose he is throwing out there week one just to see him play week one. I don't really understand that. People wanting that to happen. Now, if he goes out here in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College and beats out Sam Darnold and takes a starting job, by all means, if Sam Darnold's terrible and the Panthers have no other recourse, then by all means, play Matt Corral. But don't play him if he's not ready. When he's ready, play him. But let's not just play Matt Corral just to play Matt Corral. So for me, the expectation for Matt Corral should just be like, learn the offense, do whatever you can, be a sponge, and then if called upon, and if they think you're ready, go out there and play as to the best of your abilities as a rookie. Like Rookies typically don't play great anyways. Now he's a third-round rookie, so the expectations – from a first-round rookie to a third-round rookie, should not be the same. Yes, he can be the future in Carolina. I'm not saying that. All I'm just saying is be excited. Absolutely. Every time I watch the highlights, I read about this guy, the maturity that he's been able to grow through his life experiences. I, I love Matt Corral. I've said that plenty of times leading up to the draft, how much I liked him at Ole Miss last year. I'm excited for him and his family. I'm excited for the Panthers and all the Panther fans out there. I'm just not out here ready to say, yeah, that guy has to start week one. Let's wait and see. Let's get through rookie mini camp next week in an OTA is a mandatory mini camp and get to Spartan Bergen training camp and go through the preseason and then see how things play out. Like the hype is going to be real if he goes out there and looks good. And of course, if Darnold struggles. But I go back to what the head coach said they have the luxury of being patient and with Corral being a third round pick, then if he had been a six round pick, where they probably would have been forced to play him a little bit sooner, even if he was not ready now how does this affect matt rule he's here he's on the hot seat they have a quarterback will he get more than one year to potentially coach matt corral We'll talk about that more here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So David Tepper finally came out of hiding last week, and he was preaching patience about Rome not being built. Today is something that we've heard multiple times now from David Tepper. As after three years or after four years as an owner and two losing season with his hand-picked head coach and really only one with his new general manager and Scott Fitter, who's done a fantastic job, in my opinion, especially maneuvering the draft and the free agent signings, David Tepper thinks that, all right, maybe we need to reevaluate how we're going to build things here. Maybe we should stop trying to cheat the process at quarterback as – they decided to oppose for trading for a veteran quarterback like with uh, Baker Mayfield there in Cleveland or after trying to get Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford that it was time to finally just go out there and get their own quarterback and that will now be Matt Corral. Now, what does that mean for Matt Rule, the head coach here in Carolina, as he hopes to make it past the 2022 season, year three, Traditionally, back at Temple and at Baylor has been the time where Matt Rule has been able to have that massive jump. Now, there's been little improvements from year one to one, year two, specifically the defense. Special teams in a way with Zane Gonzalez emerging as hopefully a legitimate long-term kicking option here in Carolina. We've seen that. But overall, the results were pretty similar record-wise, 5-11 to 5-12, and thanks to that 17th game. That we saw in year one and what we saw in year two under Matt Rule. There needs to be significant improvement coming up. There needs to be a foundation laid that proves that the Carolina Panthers are moving forward. Not just in year three, but heading to year four. That they're positioned to compete in the NFC South. And then you look at it right now. Tampa, what are they going to do once Tom Brady retires? Well, of course, he's going to have to retire at some point, we think. But right now... Is Kyle Trask really going to be the guy for them? He's a young developmental quarterback. They have the luxury of having the greatest quarterback of all time on their roster, still wanting to play there. So we'll see. Does Kyle Trask get to start next season if Brady departs? I don't know, but I would not look at Tampa Bay and think that they have things figured out long term at the quarterback position. New Orleans, Jameis Winston's going to get his opportunity this season. If he does not perform well, New Orleans will be in position next year to take again one of the top quarterbacks coming out of the 2023 class. So I would not say that New Orleans, Is in prime position either in the NFC South at the quarterback position to take over. Atlanta has Marcus Mariota this season. Will he be the starter or will it end up being Desmond Ritter, who was also taken in the third round and started 40 career games in college and went to the college football playoff with the Cincinnati uh, Bearcats this past season? I wouldn't say Atlanta has everything figured out. And the same thing I would not say about Carolina. Having things figured out with Matt Corral, we will obviously see but does that allow maybe more time for Matt Rule, knowing that you have a young quarterback who needs time? They need to bring him along slowly, be patient with him. Does that then allow David Temper to think, OK, maybe I should give Matt Rule more time here. If the team improves, the roster looks to be improved. They look to be deeper after this draft class, after this free agency that, OK, they should win more games next year. If they win more games, let's well, not to put a number on it? That can, Matt. Wow, now will Matt Rule come back, as you would expect Sam Darnold will no longer be the quarterback here past this upcoming season, and you give Matt Rule an opportunity to have Matt Corral as his full-time starting quarterback in 2023, or do you move on? Because for me, the worst possible thing you can do for Matt Corral, or for any rookie quarterback, is to have constant change and chaos surrounding them. Sam Darnold came into the league, and the excuse that people like to make is, he had Todd Bulls for a year, they got rid of him, then brought in Adam Gase, and then that didn't work out. He Then he gets traded to Carolina, has Joe Brady. They get rid of him in the middle of the season. And, you, and now you have the situation where he's learning from Ben McAdoo, learning that offense. He has never had a consistent offensive scheme that he's played under. And as bad as he's played, that at least can be an excuse for his poor perform- performance. Now, the main problem is Sam Darnold, I just don't think is a high-level starting quarterback in a national football league. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. He might get an opportunity again this season, to prove it, whether it might be for Carolina or for another team, that he can reach that potential that he had coming out of USC as a number three overall pick in that 2018 draft. But as of right now, I have just not seen enough of it. But he has not been helped by the constant change and turnover that he's had to deal with early on in his career. And the Carolina Panthers, as much as you dislike Matt Rule and might want to see him gone, and it does feel like that the defined roles have been set that Scott Fitterer is the guy who's handling things Although it was brought up that Matt Rule called Bill Belichick and New England to set up the trade there in the third round to get back in there and take Matt Corral while Scott Bitterer dealt with the big boy business of talking to Cleveland and trying to figure out with their general manager, Andrew Barry, how they could work out a potential trade for Baker Mayfield and what Cleveland would pay. So Matt Rule does have a role, but we've seen that the roles have been pretty defined. If you're coaching the football team, sure, you can have an input, but this is Scott Bitterer, Dan Morgan, Cole Spencer. And that whole scouting department, thats their—that this is their kind of field to make sure everything – that's their job to bring bringing the players and to make everything work out, not necessarily your job, Matt. And now they have given them the players. How does he perform with them? So I just think of for Matt Corral and what's best for him. For all the folks out there that want – and I know, you might think, okay, best thing for Matt Corral might just be get rid of Matt Rule. Okay, well, with not having Matt Rule, just understand the implications when you change a head coach you're likely going to lose most, if not all of his assistants. Because whoever the next guy comes in is going to want to bring in his own staff. And it's never a good thing if David Tepper's saying, well, you can come in, but we're not going to allow you to bring in your offensive line coach because we like James Campen a lot. That's the same reason why Matt Rule didn't go to the New York Jets. Because they would not let him hire who he wanted to hire, which in hindsight probably was the right decision by the Jets considering his initial coaching staff here in Carolina was subpar. And now the coaching staff that he's hired this past offseason looks to be built to actually compete and contend in the NFL. But how long will they actually be together? I want stability for Matt Corral. So if the Panthers show enough improvement and Matt Rule is not having the decisions of who they bring in, who they release, and it's more of a Scott fitter and Dan Morgan and all those guys, it's them handling it, then I could potentially be fine. I think coming back in for year four, if that means that that's best for Matt Corral, again, the best thing for Matt Corral might be letting Matt Rule leave after the season and bringing another offensive coordinator, another offensive staff, and a full coaching staff. Period, and that might be the best thing for his development. Just thinking out, I'm just talking out loud, just telling you all that maybe, just maybe, stability might be the best thing for the young rookie quarterback more so than getting rid of the head coach that you are all well not all of you but a lot of you are already out on so we'll see how things play out now how are things going to play out for sam darnold and for pj walker there's a lot of talk about sam's future here what about pj's future here he was already the backup quarterback we've seen that he's probably not going to be a high level backup in the nfl how might matt corral coming here impact his future on this roster We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why indoor opt-in pointless for seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourself for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tear lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there How Did You Hear About Us box and we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I think the simplest way when you look at it, when Matt Corral is now coming here to Carolina, especially for those who believe he's going to be the franchise and long-term quarterback here in Carolina and that he's the answer. And I'm going to sit back and wait just a little bit want to see the guy play and also just recognize the expectations that there are for third-round quarterbacks traditionally. And I know it's a little bit different here where he'll actually get an opportunity potentially to be the starting quarterback, unlike Will Greer when he was drafted a couple years ago and the folks said, oh, he's here to replace Cam Newton yeah, that was not the case then. It's obviously not the case now, but it is different with Matt Corral where he actually will have the opportunity to replace Sam Darnold. Now, will he be replacing Sam Darnold immediately or will it be someone else in that quarterback room that he'll be replacing? I look at PJ Walker and I wonder if his days are numbered here in Carolina. He was never going to be the long-term starting quarterback, if anything, best case scenario for PJ Walker, who was great in the XFL and has shown flashes of some potential to be a decent starter, nah, not starter, but a decent backup in the NFL. We haven't really had that consistency out of him the last two seasons. And now for him, and it really depends on why the Panthers want to carry Three quarterbacks on the roster like they did back in 2020 during the pandemic season, which a lot of teams had to do in the NFL. There's some teams like the Philadelphia Eagles that always carry three quarterbacks. Last season, they decided not to do that. P.J. Walker won the backup quarterback battle over Will Greer, who went to Dallas and I think ended up on their practice squad. They only had two quarterbacks last season, of course, until bringing on Cam Newton later on the season where they had three. But do they want to have three all year long? I don't know if that's what they want to do, but an immediate kind of future I'm looking at PJ Walker versus Matt Corral for the backup quarterback spot. As Sam Darnold is very likely going to be the week one starter. and might be the full-time starter here in Carolina in 2022, like if PJ Walker doesn't show enough improvement. And Matt Corral seems to be coming along strong enough. Do the Panthers decide that, Hey, we already have Matt here. We want, we don't want to waste a roster spot on a player who's probably not going to develop into that high level backup quarterback. He's obviously not going to be our starting quarterback here in the future. Should we just let him go and allow the rookie who are drafting and developing have the opportunity to get more snaps in practice and be the second team quarterback and be the next man up? Or do you want to protect Matt Corral by keeping PJ Walker on the roster, having him be QB2 and Matt Corral being QB3 in the event when because not if, because Sam Darnold's yet to play a full 16 or 17-game season when Darnold goes down via injury or just plays poorly, do, would you rather have P.J. Walker get thrown out there or would you rather have Matt Corral get throw, Matt Corral being thrown out there? Matt Rule, Matt Corral, going to really be hard for me to try and not say what the other guy's name when talking about the other person. Either way, is that something that they think about? I don't know. I, I, I wonder how this is going to impact P.J. Walker. Now, As far as Sam Darnold, I don't really feel like it impacts him right away. At all. like He's going to be a starter. Matt Rule has already said that, hey, if we play the game, now, it can all change here in May, early May, May 3rd. If they play the game tomorrow, which they don't, Sam Darnold's a starter. Now, is that going to be the case come August and September? Is it going to be the case in October? Is it going to be the case in November, December, January? Is that going to still be the case? We will see. For Sam Darnold, the man's a survivor. The Panthers tried to replace him with a high-level quarterback in Deshaun Watson. That did not work out. They tried to replace him with Baker Mayfield. That did not work out. Now, I don't necessarily believe that they're replacing him with Matt Corral. It could happen if Corral is ready. But the thought is, currently, that Sam is going to be the starter. At least open the season, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But he's survived, so far this offseason, remaining the number one quarterback here in Carolina. Much of the chagrin of a lot of folks here across Carolina Panthers Nation who are sick and tired of watching Sam Darnold, they would rather see the rookie play. And I get it. You want to see that. You want to see Matt Corral. You've seen enough Sam Darnold. You'd rather, I guess, Matt Corral go out there and take his lumps. But do you really want to go ruin a guy just because you're sick of watching Sam Darnold play? Let's go back to the end of the 2019 season. I was someone who advocated. All right, Kyle Allen's terrible. I'm sick of this. Bench him. We've already fired Rivera. Let's see what we have in Will Greer, who was not ready to start in Indianapolis and was not ready to start that Week 17 game against New Orleans, where he got knocked out of it. I was wrong. And the Panthers were wrong to start him then. So if this case is still the same where, hey, the quarterback's playing really bad, let's see what he has, but he's not ready, do we really need to do that? I don't think so. But for Sam Darnold right now, he still has an opportunity to be the long-term guy here in Carolina, as crazy as that might sound. And I don't think it's going to happen, but if he plays the way that they expected him to play, what they thought about him a year ago, if he turns into that guy, there's still folks out there like Daniel Jeremiah, like Tony Romo, who still believe that Sam Darnold behind a good offensive line, which Panthers might now have, need to see what they look like chemistry wise and they can stay healthy. But the offensive line is miles better on paper now than it was at the end of last season. Behind a good offensive line, healthy Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, if they can get anything out of tight end passing game, and if Robbie Anderson can bounce back, maybe we finally see a Sam Darnold. That the Jets thought they were drafting in 2018, the Panthers thought they were trading for last year in 2021. Maybe that guy finally emerges. Like there's still an opportunity for him to have a future as a starting quarterback here in Carolina and somewhere else in the NFL. So I don't think an immediate future that drafting Matt Corral changes so much for Sam Darnold. I would still expect that he's not going to be great and that the Panthers will move on and that Matt Corral will be the starter in 2023. But there certainly is a timeline and maybe the one that we're living in where Sam Darnold finally, finally shows that potential, puts it all together, and balls out. And honestly, that's not that bad of a scenario for Carolina because finding the long-term starting quarterback is far more important than if you wasted a draft pick by trading up to get Matt Corral and then watch Sam Darnold go out there and play great. That's not a bad situation if that happens. It's not the preferred one, I guess. But hell, whoever figures it out, whether it's going to be Darnold, Walker, Corral, Davis-Cheek, if any of the quarterbacks here on this roster, can find a way to be the long-term franchise guy and hoist the Lombardi Trophy here in Charlotte. I don't care who it is. I don't care how they got here and how they did it. Just make it happen. So, Darnold, for me right now, still the starter, still has an opportunity to show us all that potential that we keep hearing about, and maybe this is the perfect situation for him. We'll see. But as far as Matt Corral, my expectations are tempered right now. think he can be a good quarterback, just not ready to throw him out there in the fire. Would rather just have Sam Darnold take those bullets and maybe he figures it out. I don't know. But PJ Walker, though, if anything, he might be the quarterback who's on the hot seat who might be losing his job if Matt Corral shows just enough here in a couple of months. All right, that's going to wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, as always, Julian council. Make sure again to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And be sure to check us out on all the podcasting platforms out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, rate, review, and subscribe to all of those platforms or whichever one you prefer. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council or leave a comment on YouTube on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show from that week. And I'll answer your questions on Friday. Programming notes coming up the rest of the week. Likely going to have Roman Harper. Former Carolina Panthers safety, obviously, of course, former safety of New Orleans Saints, played on that 2014 team that went 7, seven 8 and 1, won that first round game against, or I guess wildcard game against Arizona, then losing Seattle in the divisional round, and of course, played on that 15 and 1 team that lost to the Super Bowl to the Denver Broncos. Going to try and get him on here this week to talk about Matt Corral as his daytime job now is with the SEC network. He's a big fan of Corral. So, get his thoughts on him and just the Carolina Panthers as a whole, as Rowan still, of course, pays attention to his former employer and lives right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's probably gonna come up sometime later on this week. Probably gonna get Davis Cheek on, the, you, the undrafted free agent from Elon. Charlotte guy, well, I guess more so Matthews guy. played at Butler High School. Gonna probably have him on sometime next week leading up to rookie minicamp. So all that coming up and more. Hoping to get some other people on the show here in the next couple of days here on Locked on Panthers. So keep it locked here. That's why you need to subscribe whether it's on YouTube or on any of those podcasting platforms. That's why you need to follow me on Twitter as well. So you don't miss out on any of the action coming up. So as always stay safe, keep pounding and I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage, this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast.